0: Consequence Podcast Network. Bora,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Borahay, Iconic Army. Bora, Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. First episode of 2023. 201. 201. It feels yeah. like a clean slate. I know, crazy. i yeah. so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Well, we're coming back with a new Fanfic Files, mm-hmm. but also we decided to make it Jimin-centric just because Jimin is releasing this week. He's releasing Vibe, which is a collaboration between Jimin and Big Bang's Tae Yang. Yeah. And... We're so excited for Mm -hmm. it. Just the cover of it has us really excited. Also, just this collaboration in general because BTS is obviously one of the biggest groups and Big Bang before they came before bts and also a really huge k-pop group so it's just a very legendary collaboration here this is gonna be an iconic collaboration yes i've started subbing iconic with legendary i need to go back to iconic
0: back (laughs) um cannot freaking wait for it and that's why we had to make this a jimin centric episode and we're Mm -hmm. so excited to ring in the new years with a fanfic files
1: yes
0: Welcome back. We're your hosts. I'm Kayla, and I'm
2: Bethany, and this is Standing BTS,
0: your favorite informative fangirl podcast. All
2: right, today we're going to hang out for about an hour, and we're going to read two fanfictions. Mm-hmm. So uh, we both end up going and picking our own fanfics that we'd like to read, and we retell them here on the show. You guys love this series, so we're happy to start off the new year with the fanfic files. We did this last year too. Yeah. We totally did.
0: Um, before we get into today's episode, we do want to say thanks, Iconics, for being here and for all of your support. If you'd like to support us further and have access to our episode documents, our monthly virtual Iconic Hangouts, and our sound checks, please consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com standingbts. Also, this month's Iconic Hangout is available to patrons of $5 or up a month, and that is going to be on January 23rd this month. Yep. So excited to see you all, Iconics, yes. there and in a new year to see yeah. your faces. Can't, Can't wait, wait to see you
2: guys there. Yeah. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out bi-weekly episodes. But any type of support is super appreciated. Thank you all for being here and for listening.
0: So by the way, this month's charity of the month, January, it's National Blood Donor Month. And so we did this last year where we asked Iconics to, you know, we encouraged you to go donate blood. And then we did so ourselves. We have been literally, I mean, I get phone calls from my local blood bank probably once a day asking. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah. I wish I were exaggerating, but that's how much they need donations. Mm-hmm. And so this is really a month where we really push that this is a good time to do it. Um, so you can definitely try to donate blood this month. A blood transfusion occurs every two seconds in America and a single donation can save multiple lives.
2: Me working in a hospital, I have so many patients. I, Almost all of my patients need a blood transfusion, it seems like, you know, so it's definitely something that is really, really needed. So we're both going to do it again this month. I still try to go every now and then to do Mm -hmm. it ever since we had done it that one time. You're really saving lives. You're really helping people by doing this. You really are. Yeah.
0: So if you're not already aware of a blood center in your area, you can go to americasblood.org to find one near you. Thanks Iconics for joining in on National Blood Donor Month.
2: Okay, let's get into our fanfics. I'm so excited. Bethany, I think you're going first today. I am going first today. So when I was thinking about what fanfic I wanted to pick, I had been thinking about just all of the award shows that happened at the end of the year and how since BTS are in their second chapter, J Hope really was the only one at these award shows. Mm -hmm. And he also performed in America for New Year's. And so he came to the US by himself to do that performance. And so I just was wanting a little bit of J Hope too, just because I feel like he's been alone at these award shows. He was alone in New York. And I just wonder how he's feeling and kind Mm. of what's going on. He's just been on on my mind a lot just because we've gotten a lot of content from him, just seeing him at these award shows, which he looks like he's doing fine. He He looks happy. happy. Yeah. Yeah. But he's just been on my mind. So I was kind of struggling to find a fan fiction. So Kayla, you actually sent me this fanfic and I'm so appreciative because it has Everything I wanted, all in one. <laughs> and when I was looking, like, I didn't even know what you wanted.
0: And I I have only read, like, the first couple lines of this. So I don't know the story yet. But right when I started getting into it, I was like, I don't know what this is. But I think Bethany is going to love it. I had to yeah. send it to you. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you did. I can't wait to hear it.
2: Yeah. So this is on AO3. And it's called Sparks Fly Through the Night by Raven S. And it was published on December 31st, 2022. And I'm just going to read the summary here. So... Hosok waits for the new year to come in New York City, all alone with champagne, but he gets a special surprise from a very special someone, the one who has always been there for him from the start to the end. It already sounds so cute. I know. Hosok likes his friends. He really does. It's always been them, the seven of them, from high school until now, never far from each other. The holidays are a hard time for him, especially this year. With Sokjin gone in the army, it hits him like a freight train that they won't be seven forever like he first thought when he was more young and naive. One by one, his friends will be gone, separated from him for a while as they do their time in the army, individually. No, it's so sad. I know, it's already heartbreaking. <sighs> he doesn't like it at all, but what can he do? They all have to go at some point. So for now, Hosok does what he does best— He showers his friends with his love and affection, gives them gifts and attention. Even though they're not with each other right now, the members are always in his mind. Jimin, in particular, fills his thoughts every day. This year, the two of them shared something special in Chicago. They made memories with each other at his first concert with his fans, then at the hotel room they shared together afterwards. Gold champagne and soft kisses, cheeky smiles and warm touches. Things he won't soon forget. That's so sweet. Jimin has always been his first. His first roommate, first crush, first kiss, first love, first everything. He's always been first in his life. More than just his friend, Jimin holds a special place in his heart. A spot no one else but him can fill with his warm, soothing presence, not even the rest of their friends. Jimin means everything to him. He's the first thought in his head when he wakes up in the morning, and also the last person Hosak thinks about at night as he slowly drifts into the world of his dreams. He dreamed of him last night, Jimin in his soft nightgown, the golden one with cats printed on them. But then after, Hoseok woke up all alone, once again, suddenly feeling cold and small in the large king-sized bed of his hotel room in the city. Hoseok missed Jimin. Badly. Sure, they texted often with each other and talked together on the phone, but it wasn't the same, not at all. Today was New Year's Eve, and Hosak had no plans except maybe performing his songs in New York City. He posted more pictures of himself than usual online, desperately wanting some attention from his fans and from people to remember him as the son. To see him here alone and know that they too the few unlucky ones like him were not by themselves in this situation not everyone had a big party planned today he certainly didn't after the show was done hosok returned to his hotel room alone he drank from the small bottle of whiskey tae young had given him for his birthday last year the bitter taste of it burnt the back of his throat as he gulped it down and swallowed the gold liquid straight from the top of the bottle which i'm sorry i don't know if i could see hosok doing this <laughs> like he's so affected like by chugging. alcohol <laughs> yeah <laughs> but we get the picture he's very sad yeah I mean also
0: the writing here is so great they're like their imagery I I know I know
2: he spent the rest of the night sitting there on his couch his thoughts drifting by in a daze willing that the year to be over for time to move faster with or without him but at the same time Hosok was scared when it finally did before he knew it, the end of the year had arrived it was a quarter till midnight or so said the man on the radio There was 15 minutes left until the year became yet another one. Hosok knew there was a fireworks show planned in New York City for the final countdown. Stumbling to his feet as he got up from the hotel's cozy couch, Hosok steadied himself with his hand on the table before he grabbed his coat and keys and cell phone from the safe by the entrance. He then left the room and started climbing the metal rails leading out of his hotel room. They led all the way up to the roof of his building, where he swayed slightly on his booted feet, before he flopped down and sat down on a cool metal edge, which I'm not gonna lie, this part gives me a lot of anxiety. Yeah, I'm like, like he's drunk he's and he's climbing on a ladder and he's on top of like this building a and roof? it's just it's just giving me like the Save Me series gook. and yes. I'm like no 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 what's happening here? Ugh. So I was very anxious first read. Yeah, so. I mean I was just anxious. With yeah, hearing that, yeah. yeah. In the depths of his pocket, Hosok's cell phone buzzed and rang with a tune he knew well and recognized it at once, just by the sound of the first note that drifted from it into his ear. It was the one he'd put for Jimin's number. And sure enough, his boyfriend's name appeared on the lit screen of his phone as he fished it out of his pocket and pressed the green button. "'Hi,' Hosok answered with a slight tremor in his voice. "'Hey,' Jimin said softly to him. "'I miss the sound of your voice today.' "'Hmm. "'Are you okay?' "'Yeah,' Hosak lied. "'Where are you right now?' "'On the roof of the hotel.' Hosok's teeth clattered from the cold. "'What are you going to do up there by yourself?' "'How do you know I'm by myself?' Hosak asked as he glanced at the smoggy sky. "'Just a feeling. "'The year is almost over.' "'I'll have to hang up here,' Jimin said. "'Call you later, okay?' Hosak felt like crying for some reason. "'It was stupid. "'He knew. "'Yet he couldn't help the heavy feeling "'squeezing his heart in his chest.' When he blinked up and stared at the sky, he saw sparks fly through the night and the clouds. A hundred fireworks shot up through the sky before, the, the bloomed and, before they bloomed and sparked into the dark, inky night. Hosok's phone buzzed again in his hand. He didn't want to look at it, but something inside it made him feel like he should. Slowly, Hosok unopened it and then saw Jimin's text. It says, Jimin, video attached. It was a video. 30 seconds long. Exactly. With a shaky finger, Hosok hesitantly pressed play on the screen and watched as the images of the clip started to move. Fireworks. That's what it was, he quickly realized. The video had clearly been shot on the roof of a building. It looked like Jimin wasn't alone tonight. There was a man sitting there on the edge right in front of him. Hosok stared at them with a frown on his face. But then... The camera inched closer to the stranger and revealed the back of his curly head. Hosak's lips parted, and a soft, quiet gasp. The stranger looked familiar. In fact, he looked exactly like him. What? Hosak felt a pair of warm hands cover the front of his face no, with no, his no, no, uh, and no. his eyes. Surprise! Cute. Said a voice that sounded oddly like Jimin's. Yes. Hosak pulled the hands from his face and quickly turned around to find his boyfriend standing there. How? was all he could say as he stared at Jimin. Happy New Year, Jimin said as he cupped his palms over the tears shining on his boyfriend's cheeks. Hosak felt his lips being wrapped by the ones of the other man. Tangling his hands in the short strands of his boyfriend's hair, Hosak turned the kiss fervently and poured out all of his feelings straight into the warmth of the other's mouth. He poured out his love, his fears, and the tears he had shed tonight in Jimin's absence and quickly turned them into something heated and desperate with the expert flick and press of his tongue. When Hosak pulled away and paused to peer inside his boyfriend's eyes, he only saw the same feelings reflected in Jimin's brown eyed gaze. The same fears and desire and love. I made it back in time, Jimin said with a soft, crooked smile. Hosak smiled back at his boyfriend and then the soft contours of his face lit by the fireworks blooming in the distance. You did. You always do. Hosak pulled Jimin closer to his chest and his body and then used his lips to seal a soft promise to his lover for the new coming year. No matter what, no matter where, no matter how far apart the two of them are or will be in the future, they will always have this roof to come back to every year. And that's the end. Whoa. Yeah. Aww. What I particularly love about this fic is just like the the subtle callback to Hobie Palooza at the beginning of the fan fiction and then knowing that like Jimin is here again at the end, like being with him. In a foreign city where J-Hope is feeling very alone Mm -hmm. or nervous or needing that support. Mm -hmm. I also love the callback to, like, them being each other's roommates. Yeah. Yeah, Like, that that they were each other's first roommates. Mm -hmm. Like, whenever BTS got out of, like, their... their dorm situation yeah
0: yeah I love the canon compliance in that way like the mention of Hobie Palooza even like at the beginning the mention of like Jin going into the military and like I know J-Hope like kind of struggling with the realization of that just like we all are as ARMY as like each member of BTS is like announcing that they're going in or what their role is gonna be mm-hmm. it's hard it really is um, yeah. and then also what made me think of like him going up to the roof like you said it made you think of Jungkook with Save Me series and I totally get that also Mm -hmm. but there was a particular line where he was talking about like if time went on with or without him that I was like is this supposed to imply like a contemplating suicide J-Hope like up on this roof he's drunken it sounds like he's sitting on maybe the edge of the roof too as
2: it you know as Jimin
0: is like kind of approaching from behind so like (sighs) is Jimin like really saving Hoseok here from like for showing up for him
2: oh I hadn't thought about it that way but yeah I mean, it just shows that, I love the canon compliance that you were talking about, but just, like, the sincerity and love that Jimin has Mm -hmm. for the members, and just, like, how he's really been there for J-Hope, so Mm -hmm. I just love seeing that really portrayed in this fanfic, like, uh.
0: Like before, um, we know that Jimin shows up in the fanfic and he just calls him on the phone. And when he asks, like, are you okay? It's like, of course, Jimin would know from mm. the other side of the world. If Hoseok wasn't okay and would know, like it, he would cross his mind and would need to right. call him, you know, Absolutely. like that would so be Jimin. <sighs>
2: yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's wow. very fluffy. I love fluff. One of the ta- one of the tags is like tooth rotting fluff. <laughs> that kind of is what it is. That's but so great. Canon compliant. New yeah. Year's kiss. Love it. Love it. Well, thanks mm-hmm. for sharing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The expression from the music
1: inspired me so much to take risks, and it inspired damn near the whole rap game.
0: Okay, so as is our theme for our gym-centric episode, mine is also. Jimin-centric mm-hmm. fanfic is also from AO3 and it's called Where Spirits Sing and Shadows Dream and this is written by Kachana. It was published pretty recently on December 12th of 2022 and currently it has 23 kudos and I'm sharing that because I think it deserves so many more. Yeah. so good. <laughs> so the author did share some notes prior to the story and so they said, I feel like this story has the vibe of the last chapter of a seven-part fantasy book series I'll never write. There are a few details that are only touched upon for those who might be interested, and there's background info and a few explanations about the world and characters in the end notes. Um, but I think it could be quite charming to just dive into the story unbiased, so I didn't put them at the beginning. And as I read through, I really love that approach also, so there's going to be a couple things filled in for you at the end, but like by and large, you'll get the whole story the whole time. Okay, great. Jimin is wind and night. His feet leave no sound as he scurries over the roofs of a sleeping Venice. Though, to assume Venice was ever sleeping is a misleading way of thinking. But up here in a cold November night, you can almost believe it. Away from the horrendous tourist lanes slicing through the narrow alleyways, Jimin can almost pretend mortals didn't exist. When the sun drowns behind the salute, he hears them again. The melodies of the spirits of the night who pull the strings, who make the waters of the city move who play by their own roles mortals don't even know exist, though they could probably notice them. But mortals are superficial little beings that long ago unlearned how to speak the language of the elements and stars. So they run through their lives, unaware of the world outside their tiny bubbles. Jimin loves to listen to the spirits sing. Most nights, he'll find a few hours to just sit on some rooftop, feet dangling high above the canals, close to his eyes, and listen. Once upon a time, he would even sing with them, but that was long ago and far away. Tonight, however, he has a mission. "'Exactly seven nights ago he first saw him. "'The stranger cloaked in a black cape, "'embroidered with the sign of the Creed of the Shadows. "'Jimin has the same symbol on his left sleeve, "'right above his wrist. "'Shadows tend to be loners. "'They prefer to stay on their own, away from people. "'It happens naturally. "'Rarely are two of them seen in the same place. "'It's like an unspoken rule. "'Their highly trained abilities make it easy "'for them to recognize one another "'without even the symbol visible.'" And this is the crucial point. Jimin hasn't sensed the stranger, hasn't gotten anything from him. No connection, no glimpse of the usual slightly uncomfortable familiarity when he meets another shadow. It hasn't happened often in past years, but still, he knows how it feels. With this one, nothing. Which can mean a variety of things. And Jimin is dying to find out what. So he followed the stranger around. The guy liked to keep his "'Damn hood low, so Jimin couldn't have seen his face so far. "'But he was a quite strange for a shadow. "'He liked to indulge in the mortal lifestyle, "'like to stroll along the shops and cafes.' Five nights ago, the stranger started to visit the Palazzo Topolo at the shore of the Canal Grande. With bated breath cowering between the wooden poles on the opposite shore, Jimin watched him exit the gondola and step through the right door at the entrance of the old building. Jimin knew what was inside the Palazzo, which made the stranger even more interesting to him. "'Who is he?' Jimin hissed at the gondolier once he had rowed back. "'Who? That guy?' Jungkook looked over at the Palazzo." "'Don't know much about him,' he shrugged and slung a rope around the pole Jimin was leaning against. "'But you do know something,' Jimin's eyes narrowed. Jungkook gave him a half-grin. He put the rope down. The chains that connected the shackles on his wrists with the floor of the gondola tinkled. "'Why are you so interested in him?' he wanted to know. "'I don't condone another shadow in this city,' Jimin said. Jungkook huffed out a laugh, visible as a small white puff of air." "'Really? It's about your stupid shadow pride?' he asked and crossed his arms, the chains straining. "'It's not about pride. It's the rules. He's breaking them,' Jimin explained. (laughs) "'Never took you for someone who cares a lot about rules,' Jungkook grinned. "'They both looked over at the plaza again when a window lit up on the top floor.' When Jimin's eyes were back on Jungkook, his grin had turned into something more genuine. Sometimes it was hard for Jimin to understand how Jungkook could be the way he was, how he could still care, still see a sense, and still have a heart. He knew it had to do with the light through the window. Shadow's rules are different, Jimin explained. Jungkook didn't argue with that. I could gather some information for you, he suggested, and quickly added when he saw Jimin's satisfied expression, but I want something in return. "'Jimin waited for him to go on. "'Have you ever heard of the muran Stones?' "'Jungkook asks.' "'Jimin's eyes narrowed once more. "'How do you know about them?' "'He wanted to know. "'I don't, but Hosok is obsessed with them. "'A quick glance at the window, the light was out again. "'He's been looking for them for weeks, "'ever since he read about them somewhere. "'He says they all hold more power "'than all the spirits in the world, "'but that there are only three left.' and one is supposed to be here, in Venice. Of course, Jimin had heard about them. Legend says there were once seven, one for each of the creeds. The term stones was a bit misleading for they were made of glass, seven pieces of glass which came loose from the goddess's crown and fell down to earth. Over centuries, four of them got destroyed, mostly through the intervention of mortals and their stupid wars. Three were left, so the tales were told. Jimin didn't know exactly what happened to the other six, but he knew the Stone of Shadows was lying on the grounds of the arsenal. It was the reason why he decided to stay in Venice, as he roamed the world aimlessly after he left the first place he ever called home. He felt a pull from the waters the moment he was close enough, and when it was dark, he saw it glow. Until that point, he believed it was just myths, stories their ancestors liked to tell to give themselves a feeling of origin. But he now knew it was true. He left the stone where it was, content with just knowing it was there. On desperate nights, he liked to believe it was watching over him and protecting him, that maybe he was meant to come to Venice all along. What does Hosak want with it? Jimin asked. jung shrugged. He hasn't told me, but it's very important to him. He's losing sleep over it, I'm afraid, and he'll slowly go mad if he doesn't find it soon. Jimin's gaze dropped to his shackles once again. He didn't feel particularly comforted by the thought of giving the stone to someone, but Jungkook was the closest thing to a friend and the only one he trusted in this city. Fine. Mm -hmm. And Jungkook's face lit up. Fine. I'll get the stone and you'll tell me everything you can find about that stranger jimin extended one hand deal jungkook beamed and shook it his chains rattling jimin hated the sound tonight jimin is on the way to jungkook's gondola again the stone isn't big but he feels it heavy in his pocket he stops on the roof of the Fondaco marcello lays flat crawling until he could look over the edge by the way did he is, just
2: find the stone yeah like so he just kinda,
0: got it it kind of skips over it yeah. you know like the author said seven part fantasy book sure. condensed into one chapter right so he went he knew where the stone was already he just went and got it this got is another it. night yeah. and also like i'm a spanish speaker so these italian words i'm not gonna say i'm right i'm sorry That's but okay. I, and i you know but i love that this is taking place in venice i've always wanted to go there and so mm-hmm. i just love the idea Anyway, i know i love yeah. this for
2: you too i've actually been to venice I know. and i'm like i should know these places yeah.
0: <laughs> i really should well you probably do if they were pronounced correctly you'd be oh. like oh yeah i've been there
2: no i haven't pulled up on my phone and i'm reading along yeah. so i have yeah. no excuse <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay well anyways he's sitting on this roof and he's laying flat on it crawling so he can look over the edge jungkook is just in the middle of the canal jimin spots the stranger on the right side of the gondola wrapped in his hood as usual the shadow symbol on his shoulder is visible like as it catches the faint moonlight breaking through the clouds The stranger pays Jungkook and goes into the palazzo. When Jungkook reaches the shore again, Jimin slides from the roof in front of him. Jungkook jumps. I told you to stop doing that, he snarls and shoves the rope at him. Sorry, force of habit, Jimin shrugs and wraps it around the nearest wooden pole. So tell me, what did you find out about our little guest, he asks. Stone first, Jungkook demands. Damn. (laughs) Damn. Jimin stares at him, but Jungkook doesn't budge. Jimin sighs and reaches into his pocket. He puts the stone into Jungkook's palm, who stares at it in awe. It's a tiny thing, no bigger than a gold coin. It could appear black if you didn't look closely enough, but really it's transparent and the blackness is inside of it moving like a dense fog. This is really it? Jungkook frowns. I promise. Jimin nods. All right. Jungkook closes his fist around it. So he leans closer. Jimin feels his heart picking up speed. The stranger, Jungkook smiles, (laughs) came back to my gondola tonight and I took him to the other side and then he went inside. He stops there, and Jimin needs a moment to realize he's just making fun of him. Mm. He hits Jungkook's arm, regretting it immediately when the chains tinkle, but Jungkook just laughs. laughs. Idiot, Jimin hisses. Your face was hilarious, Jungkook giggles. Jimin really can't be mad at him. Apparently, he wants to ask the portal a question, Jungkook explains. The portal, Jimin echoes, because he just can't believe it. You need a sacrifice to ask a question. I know, Jungkook shrugs. Did he carry anything with him? Nothing he didn't fit under his cape. Jimin is thinking, it doesn't make sense. The portal is an ancient and a pain in the ass. It demands ridiculous sacrifices for bare minimum answers. Anyone who decides to ask it is either desperate or insane. Jimin stares at the palazzo. The stranger just got even more interesting to him. Bring me over, he orders. What's the magic word? Jungkook teases. Jimin rolls his eyes. Please. He mutters.
2: <laughs> cute.
0: <laughs> okay so jimin is it's kind of not said but jimin is taken over to the palazzo yeah now we're following jungkook for a minute okay okay so going on to jungkook jungkook doesn't waste much time after he brought jimin over he looks at the pocket watch hosak gave him and feels excitement wash over him he secures his gondola and hops off hurrying to the side door of the palazzo jungkook is cursed It's not his fault, it's a generational curse passed on to him by his father, whose fault it wasn't either. Jungkook can never leave his gondola, doomed to forever cross the canal in the same spot, and never be able to set foot on land, except for one hour each night. Then the chain that ties him to the gondola dissolves. The shackles remain, but he is free to walk wherever he wants to go. Most nights, he always goes to the same place. So, oh, my god, I know. That's that's why he's there the whole time. And, like, he has the chains, like, rattling. Yeah, um, yeah.
2: I was thinking that there was going to be some hope cook in this. Like, yeah. I was feeling the hope cook. Here it is. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, he met Hosok seven months ago. What's your name? The lean man asked before he even entered the gondola. Jungkook had never seen him before. And judging by his slight accent, he wasn't from Venice. Why do you want to know? "'Because I like to get to know the people I meet a bit.' Jungkook stared at him, eyes wandering over his black clothes. "'If you're looking for a Creed symbol, you won't find one.' There was a small smile on his face, and Jungkook couldn't help but to think how beautiful he was. "'I don't belong to one either,' he said. "'I did belong to one once,' Hoseok explained. "'But I left.' He scratched his upper his left upper arm, and just now, Jungkook recognized the charred spots on his sleeve as if part of the fabric had been burned away.' Hosok's smile widened along with Jungkook's eyes. "I'm Hosok," he said. Jungkook. As it turned out, Hosok was going to stay in a room at the Palazzo. The rooms were a safe space for anyone who didn't have anywhere else to stay in the city, but they were heavily expensive. Money didn't seem to be Hosok's problem, as every day he came back to Jungkook's gondola and gifted him something, mostly food, but sometimes a book or a piece of clothing. Sometimes Hosok would open his window, and they would talk when Jungkook was at his side of the canal. One night, when it was raining, Jungkook knocked on Hoseok's door and told him about the curse. The next night, Hosok told him about how he left the creed of death. The third night, they kissed for the first time. Tonight, the door to Hosok's room is closed, but not locked. It's dark inside, only illuminated by the moonlight seeping through the windows. Hoseok is lying on his bed, feet propped up to the pillows at the headboard, head resting by the end, arms spread. He's wearing his usual black attire. The color is similar to Jimin's, but the fit is different, hugging Hoseok's body more loosely. His dark curls on the white sheets, a pretty contrast. His eyes are closed, lids dusted in black.
2: Oh, God, I'm sorry, but I'm just envisioning, I know, right? like, curly hair, mm-hmm. J-Ho. On a bed. Hobie Palooza. With smoky eyeshadow. Oh, God. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's the J-Hope that we're going for Yes, here. it is. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Jungkook kneels by his bed and gently brushes a hand through his hair. Hosak, he whispers. He feels guilty for waking him. Hosok hasn't been sleeping well for months. His eyelids flutter open. I have something for you. Jungkook smiles and brushes a kiss on his forehead. The stone, Hosok asks, voice low, a bit raspy, making warmth curl in Jungkook's belly. Yeah, he says, whispers and holds it up to his palm. Within the blink of an eye, Hosak turns around, so he's lying on his belly now. He smiles at Jungkook, reaches out to touch his face, and holds his cheek gently and pulls him close for a kiss. Hosak's lips are soft. Jungkook's eyes flutter close. I missed you, he whispers. Hosak kisses him harder. Then he stands up. Jungkook follows suit. He watches Hosak walk over to his desk and open a drawer. He takes out a necklace and comes back to him. Jungkook has never seen it before. It's a thin silver one with a locket. Hosok opens it and takes the stone from Jungkook's palm to put inside. Jungkook watches with suspense and is surprised when Hosok hangs the amulet around his neck. So I think around Jungkook's neck is where he puts it. Mm -hmm. What? Jungkook stops when the shackles on his wrists start to vibrate until they spring open and drop to the floor. He stares at them, then at his free hands. His wrists are red and sore. Over the years, he has almost grown numb to the constant pain. Some nights when it was hard to leave Hosok's bed and his heart clenched in his chest at the thought of moving away from him, one hour went by so fast and with each second he stayed longer, the shackles grew tighter and tighter until one time they drew blood. Hosok had brought him back to the gondola with tears running down his face, apologizing over and over, though it wasn't his fault. Carefully now, Hoseok takes Jungkook's hands in his own. He guides them to his lips and presses feather-like kisses against Jungkook's bruised skin. "'You're free,' he whispers and softly brushes back Jungkook's hair. "'I I don't understand,' Jungkook stutters. "'Come,' Hoseok murmurs and guides him to sit down on the bed. He reaches over to the bedside table and gets out a small jar of herbal balm. It feels soothing on Jungkook's skin. While Hoseok carefully spreads it on his wrist, he explains— the Moran stones are more powerful than all the spirits combined. They can break any curse. Hosak presses a kiss on Jungkook's cheek. "You, that's why you were after them? Just so you can free me?" Jungkook asks, but he still can't process what's happening. A small laugh escapes Hosak. "Yes," he smiles and there are tears in his eyes. "So tonight I can stay with you for as long as I want." Hosak's hands tighten or Jungkook's hands tighten around Hosak. Yes, Hosok chuckles, and any night and any day, you can do whatever you want now. Jungkook can't imagine ever not wanting to be with him. Thank you, he breathes and wraps his arms around Hosok's neck, pulling him close for another kiss. I love you, Jungkook mumbles against Hosok's lips, who pulls him closer. They fall back onto the bed, laughing carefree. I love you too, Hoseok whispers. I love you more than anything in the world. Oh
2: my gosh, yeah. it's just so heartwarming that J-Hope has like lost sleep over for this months. stone for months, mm. and Jungkook doesn't really understand why, and that he's just so obsessed with it, and that Jimin was able to get this stone, Jungkook brings it to him, and he ends up being freed getting freed from this curse that has been generational like it's been like generations of this curse and now it's been lifted yeah oh
0: wow amazing yeah and facilitated by jimin and so now we're gonna go back to jimin you know last place that we saw him jungkook had dropped him off at the palazzo Mm -hmm. jungkook went to see hosok now we're gonna go back to what jimin was up to so jimin slips through the door of the palazzo, making sure to close it quietly behind him. The entrance hall is dimly lit by a chandelier. There's a sound from the top of the marble stairs. A dark figure appears into the shadows on the first floor. Jimin silently follows. The stranger's steps are wide and forceful, like he knows exactly where he's going and why. Jimin hops from shadow to shadow right on his tracks. When he reaches a high double door, the stranger stops. Jimin... Holds his breath, hands sliding down to the hidden slit through the side of his thigh. The stranger opens the door. Jimin pulls out a knife. He slides into the room right behind the man and locks the door. The sound makes the stranger turn around, but Jimin is faster. A fraction of a second passes and the man's back hits the ground, Jimin's knife pressed to his throat. The hood of the stranger slides off his head. Jimin freezes. You? He gasps. A smile spreads on the man's face. Hello, Jimin
2: my god they know each other mm-hmm. they know each other they know each other who is it Jimin feels <laughs> like the
0: room is spinning he jumps up and stumbles backwards until his back hits the locked door trying to get as much space between him and the man for the past five years he pretended so well that he has never known Kim Taeyong. <gasps> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, it's Yoongi. It's Yoongi. It's Yoongi. I did not expect yeah Okay, we got some beam in.
0: He has never known the way Young's voice sounded when he speaks his name. He has never known how it feels to have Young's lips pressed against his skin. How it feels to hope, to whisper promises they think will never speak, to live a life with Young in it. He's forgotten it all. Lovely Young, who was blessed with the powers of the Sun Creed, turned Jimin's moonlight golden sweet Young with his warm hands and warmer heart who had always had a place for Jimin to curl into and call home for the past five years Jimin has pushed every thought every memory of him to the back of his mind so I just want to point out like Young from the sun creed and like Jimin's from the shadow creed like they're so you know like opposites here Mm -hmm. and I, I love that line that his sun creed turned Jimin's moonlight golden I think that's so cute yeah Okay. also
2: makes sense why he couldn't tell that it was another shadow right yeah right. because he's because not. he wasn't yeah, yeah.
0: and now Young was right here right in front of him jimin wants to scream yell at him curse him but no sound comes out of his mouth Young stands up and smooths his robes jimin feels dizzy Young looks so different yet so familiar and it hurts it hurts so bad Jimin feels like the knife he pressed to Taehyung's throat seconds ago is stabbed into his heart instead. His hair is shorter. The last time Jimin saw him, it reached down to his shoulders. Now it crinkles in dark curls around his eyes, barely covering his ears. His skin is more tanned. His face and his hands are a bit thinner, accentuating the elegance of his features. He's even more beautiful than Jimin remembers him. Jimin, he says his name again, and it sounds so hopeful. Jimin feels sick. "'What are you doing here?' he asks, glad his voice doesn't sound as weak as he feels. "'I was looking for you. Why?' Pain flickers across Young's face, even though he smiles. "'I miss you.' Jimin's eyes are burning. He hates it. He hates Young. He hates everything.' Why are you wearing a shadow cape, he spits out. For a moment, Young looks confused. Then he touches his shoulder where the symbol is. This is your old one, he explains. Remember the one that was always too big on you because I made it with my own measurements? Jimin swallows. Of course he remembers. What do you want, Jimin hisses. Young's shoulders slump down. He looks defeated and tired. Jimin notices the dark sor- circles under his eyes. Young comes closer to him. Jimin presses closer to the door. He has to stay away from Taehyung or else he won't manage to let him go a second time. "It's been 5 years since you left," Taehyung says. He sounds as broken as Jimin feels. "I thought you might want to come back." Jimin clutches the knife harder. He feels like the ground is sliding from under his feet. "What do you want from the portal?" he asks. He could just leave, run away like the first time, but his feet won't move. He can't look away from Taehyung. He was never able to look away from him. I wanted to know where you are Tae-young says and smiles but it was demanding ridiculous things so I needed to get them first. What things Jimin wanted to know? A siren's ear a golden comb and my blood. He holds up his hand where a cut runs over the expanse of his palm. Jimin lets out a pained breath. Don't worry it didn't hurt Young tells him. Was about to give it the siren's tear today but here you are. I can't come back with you, Jimin presses out. His eyes are still fixed on the cut on Tae Young's hand. This is exactly why they left because Tae Young never understood danger, and because Jimin was a shadow, and shadows only brought misery to people. That's why they were better off alone. Tae Young was better off without him. You don't have to, I can stay here with you, Tae Young answers jimin feels so tired his body feels sore and his head is so heavy he wishes he could just rest it on taehyung's shoulders could just sink into his arms and forget the world like he used to be able to do he misses him so much he knows if he talks to taehyung any longer he'll give in he'll agree to s- him staying and it will start all again jimin i'm not the little boy from back then anymore i know who i am and what i want and i don't jimin cuts him off Taeyoung wants to reply something, but Jimin darts out of the room. Taeyoung's steps are fast as he hurries after Jimin. Shadows are quick, but in the past years, he's learned a thing or two. The streets are crowded, mortals are everywhere, they barely notice them. Jimin weaves through them, Taeyoung right on his feet. He came here with a promise not to let Jimin go a second time, and he is determined to keep that promise. Jimin, he shouts. He presses past a couple who stopped at a shop window, his eyes glued on Jimin. Jimin, wait. Finally, he reaches him and manages to grab his wrist and pull him around. Fury sizzles from Jimin's eyes. Leave, Young, he hisses talk to me first please Young begs and slides his hand further down jimin's wrist so that he can lace their fingers together
2: oh my god i know sorry i don't know why that particularly broke my heart the pining i mean he's just
0: he she just wants so and they desperately want each other but it's like jimin's like no we're no good for each other right jimin still glares at him but doesn't let go I know we were a mess back then, but I know you were only scared you would pull me into trouble or that you would hurt me, but you never did, Jimin. It only hurt when you left. You don't have to be scared. I can protect myself, but I can't live without you. I tried. I really did, but I can't. His breath is going so fast. His heart is beating so loud, and he's sure Jimin can hear it, despite all the people rushing around and past them. Jimin stares at him, and there's so much pain in his eyes. Taeung wants to take it all away. Just pull him close and tell him that everything will be all right again, that they, that they will be all right again. He vaguely registers chatter behind them, and then someone is bumping into Jimin's shoulder. Hey, watch where you're going, Taehyung shouts angrily. Instinctively, his arms are around Jimin, and he carefully maneuvers them both to the side of the alley. He looks up, and he sees three men looking at them. Their eyes are all liquid silver. When Taehyung blinks, they are gone. Tae Taehyung? Taeyong winces when he hears Jimin's voice he looks at him his arms still around him Jimin's eyes are glossy and a few tears have already escaped down his cheeks his hands are pressed tightly to Taeyong's chest but he doesn't push them away Jimin looks like he wants to stay say more but he doesn't know how he reaches one hand up to trace Taeyong's cheek whose eyes flutter close to the touch there were nights when he dreamed Jimin was back with him and each time he woke up and the pain was unbearable "'Jimin's brows are pulled together, "'but there's no anger in his eyes anymore, "'no fury or rejection. "'His lips part again, but no sound comes out, "'and then he kisses him. Yong's heart skips a beat, "'and it's like forever lasts in one moment. "'He doesn't hear the people around them anymore. "'He doesn't hear the cries of all the seagulls "'or the wings of the doves anymore. "'He doesn't hear anything except the sigh "'escaping Jimin when their lips meet. "'He tightens his arms around him, "'pulls him closer, closer to where he belongs.' where he has missed him all those horribly endless years this kiss is careful almost chaste like jimin is scared to overwhelm him but jimin is like a storm cloud and taehyung is a parched forest it tastes like salt but still so sweet taehyung feels dizzy when they pull away jimin's eyes are red and wet taehyung gently wipes his thumb his thumbs along his cheeks catches as many tears as he can he smiles when jimin smiles as well he doesn't know how he survives so long without that smile. young wraps him up in a hug, pulling him close to his chest, burying his face in Jimin's hair. He just wants to feel him. He wants to feel that he is real. He feels Jimin's face around his neck, his lips against his skin. He hugs him tighter jimin takes his hand and squeezes it tight dropping it immediately when he realizes it's the hand that's cut he pulls away eyes widening in worry it's fine it's fine taehyung calms him down and takes both of jimin's hands and presses them against his lips jimin's gaze softens come he says and takes taehyung's healthy hand taehyung follows without question jimin leads him away from the crowded streets they hurry along a few vacant alleys until they reach a staircase taehyung follows jimin up onto the flat roof of a building up here they won't hear the people on the streets anymore. They're close to where the canal flows into the sea. The city is an ocean of lights and reflections beneath them. Young looks at Jimin. He stares at him, face unreadable. I like Venice the best from up here, he says. It's beautiful, Young agrees. When I first came to the city, all the narrow alleys made me feel like I couldn't breathe, but then I came up here, Jimin told him. I know that feeling, Young says. When Jimin attacked him earlier, it was like he was breathing for the first time in years. Jimin smiles at him. Their hands are still locked together. Young doesn't ever want to let go again. Jimin leads him to the edge of the roof where they sit down next to each other. They just stare at each other for a while, and Young wonders if maybe he's dreaming, if Jimin will vanish when he blinks. But then Jimin puts a gentle hand onto the side of his face and lets his thumb brush over Young's lower lip. I miss you too jimin whispers and leans closer so their foreheads touch i miss you so much he slightly tilts his head so their lips brush and jimin wraps his arms around and Taeyoung wraps his arms around his waist jimin whimpers as they deepen the kiss and Taeyoung's heart squeezes in his chest i love you he murmurs he scared those words might overwhelm jimin but he can't hold them back will you let me stay he asks jimin pulls back to look at him he looks so beautiful in the moonlight He's lost a bit of the roundness in his cheeks and his hair is longer, but he's still Jimin, his Jimin. Please, Taeyoung whispers. Slowly, Jimin nods and then he kisses him again. Yes, he mumbles. Stay with me, stay with me, Taeyoung." Taeyoung feels his smile against his own. I love you too, Jimin whispers. I love you so much. When they pull away for air, something below catches Jimin's attention. Taeyoung follows his gaze to see a gondola making its way out of the canal. Two people are on it. Young wonders if Jimin knows them. Judging by his smile, he does. He turns back and places a quick peck on Young's lips before he rests his head on his shoulder. Young wraps an arm around his shoulders and kisses his hair, but Jimin still feels a bit tense. "'Talk to me,' Young pleads. It takes a while, but then Jimin looks at him. "'I thought about coming back so many times,' he whispers. "'Sometimes I dreamed of it. I woke up, and I felt like I was dying a bit.' Young squeezes his shoulder. I know, he breathes. I'm scared, Jimin admits. What if I mess it up again? What if I mess us up again? Young tucks a strand of his hair behind his ear. You didn't mess up anything. I was the one who did. I let you go. That brings the faintest hint of a smile to Jimin's lips and the barely there eye roll. Young feels warm to his chest, still his Jimin. We can forget it ever happened. We can pretend that we met for the first time today. I attacked you with a knife. (laughs) <laughs> and I fell in love with you right then and there. Now there's a real smile on Jimin's face. Young feels invincible. But then Jimin's smile drops. I don't want to forget our past, he whispers. I would miss you from back then. I don't want to miss you anymore. There's pain in Jimin's eyes again, and Young hates it. He pulls Jimin close, presses their foreheads together. You don't have to, and I'm right here. I won't go anywhere. I'll stay, Remember? Jimin nods slowly and then buries his face in Young's neck. Let's not forget then, Young whispers. Let's just start new, yeah? He pulls away a bit to look at Jimin, who stares at him skeptically. So Young smiles and kisses his cheek. It's nice to meet you, Jimin. Jimin giggles softly. It's nice to meet you too, Young. And he places a quick peck on Young's lips and then rests his head on the shoulder again. Together, they listen to the melodies of the spirits until the moon wakes up the sun.
2: Oh my gosh, yeah. that ending was so sweet between these two yeah. but, I have to know what these three figures were Okay, that, like, pulled them in. I
0: really wish, and I almost, like, just inserted the information there because uh-huh. I wish that the author would have just found a way to, like, work a paragraph in because she explains it here at the ending okay. notes because, to me, that's the big thing of, like, what is that? Yeah. So those three figures are supposed to be the fates. Apparently, okay. like, the fates in, like, Greek mythology, like, have, like, silver eyes, mm-hmm. and they are supposed to be Yoongi, RM and Jin
2: oh okay and the
0: author leaves it up to the reader to decide which one of the fates are the ones that bumped into Jimin and the fates are supposed to be when they in Greek mythology when they show up they're indicative of a big life-changing event Mm -hmm. and so one of them bumping into Jimin in that scene is what's supposed to make Jimin like change his mind I see it. Okay. yeah and okay. I really wish she would have I think she could have figured out a way or they could have figured out a way to like put that into the story it into right the there. story, yeah. just
2: briefly yeah. yeah because they did a fantastic job of keeping this story fairly brief for how much is going on right here.
0: right there's so I mean they really were not wrong saying this is like a seven-part novel fit yeah. into one chapter <laughs> yeah. I thought that they wrote it so so well and they that did. was just the one bit of info that I wanted to make sure I I gave you all at the end here um, there's a couple other things that I just liked about her her story building. So here's why Jungkook was was cursed. So there's seven creeds, but so far they've only thought of. Um, a couple of them. The Sun Creed, the Death Creed, and the Shadow Creed. But basically everyone who is not a mortal is born into one of the creeds and it's not forbidden to leave one um, but if you do, you're basically treated like an outcast and if you leave a creed, then all of your generations behind you left a cre- or are not part of a creed too. Oh. And so you're not a mortal, but you don't have a creed. That's like Jungkook. Okay. Or like Hosok. all of his descendants won't be in a creed. And like all of the, sp- the spirits are supposed to be they kind of relate it to like the Force, like Star war is like the energy of the universe mm-hmm. and like the spirits of the realm are related to the stars also like they have a lot of like plot and theory behind this world that they've built here mm-hmm. um so it would be really awesome if they ever wrote more like yeah. inside this world you know yeah um but yeah I just wanted to share I thought that they did such a great job and uh yeah I'm glad you I love it. a
2: good fantasy fic you yeah know? so I'm <laughs> glad that you went the fantasy route and Honestly, it's inspiring to see that like shorter stories can be written like this with like these complex ideas. Um, just because I know like personally, whenever I want to write fanfic, like it's just too much. Like there yeah. are some, there are there are a lot of really fantastic fanfic writers in within BTS Army that can write like ten thousand. Yeah. hundred thousand, almost like you know these massive fanfics and just to me that's like so intimidating and mm-hmm. I'm like man with the story that I would want to tell it would have to be that kind of length and then it just makes me not want to do it at all right so I love how they wrote this story mm-hmm. so that they had like this grand scheme that could have been like seven books or whatever right. long but they were able to put it into this shorter story I
0: think I like how they kind of use different scenes and as a reader you had to like make some inferences to what was happening kind of between those but the way that they wrote it you were kind of able to do that and so yeah I definitely think like you have a couple fanfics in mind that you'd like want to be working on maybe you could approach it in this way just to like
2: I've never seen one like this So I'm like dang that's a pretty great idea on their part yeah yeah
0: Well, I'm Love so glad you story. enjoyed yeah. It. yeah, I had to do a fantasy one for you uh-huh. since you just read Akatar.
2: I know. <laughs> <laughs> if there's any uh, iconic armies out there who have read A Court of Thorns and Roses, I am currently reading that series and yeah. gave Kayla a whole plot summary on the whole first <laughs> book. Because I had to talk to someone about it.
0: Oh, my gosh. It was so great, though. It was yeah. so worthwhile. Well, anyways, um, you know, Jimin's Vibe collab with Tae Yang comes out tomorrow. Yes. Um, if you're listening to this episode on the day of release, tomorrow. Literally cannot wait. We'll be going feral over it all I'm weekend. Sure. I, and- I there's
2: a music video. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. There has to be. I know. Um, oh, my God. Park no, Jimin. it's called Vibe. Oh! i'm not ready um anyway so obviously we're gonna have an episode for iconics asap about Mm -hmm. that song and about the collaboration just anything about it that we can talk to you guys about so be looking forward to that next week and then the iconic hangout on january 23rd the week after that so be looking for more info on patreon for that iconic hangout yeah oh well anyways this was great this is so fun good start to the new year Yeah. yeah yeah um thank you to all of our iconics you guys joining us here today we appreciate any of your feedback if you enjoyed this episode please let us know write us a review on apple podcast spotify wherever you listen uh, we do really want to say a special thanks to our vip iconics um eileen michelle deja meg rachel robin emily madison holly and sophia thank you guys so much for all of your support we love you so so much yes. and uh we cannot wait to talk to you guys again next week yes thank you all yeah All right. All right. Um, What did we say? Anyways. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You can find links for all of our social medias and everything, um, as well as the link to find local blood centers in your area in the description.
2: Yep. Thanks for listening. And thanks for standing, BTS.